0: Hi, we're the Rices. We've been married for 12 years. We have six kids from the ages of nine to zero, and we're full of passion to raise a household that serves and honors the Lord. And we want to encourage others to do the same.
1: Welcome to the Raising Rices podcast. We are so excited to be with you today talking about a very um, transformative topic for us and our personal
0: lives. Yeah, I think it's just a great opportunity as we enter the fall season to really be thinking about all of the holidays that are coming up and to be really thinking about what we always talk about, which is how does your worldview really inform what you are doing? And how do you make decisions for your family that are discipling your kids towards the truth and closer to the Lord as you make every decision in your life?
1: Yes. Every decision we make, we should be able to stand firm on that decision. And so we want to talk to you guys about a question we get a lot. And that is, what are we doing on October 31st?
0: Yeah. October 31st. What are you doing for Halloween? That is the common question. That comes up. And so I think that it's just a good opportunity, again, to share what our conviction is, what the challenges are that we've faced with that, and then encourage you guys to just think critically, think biblically about the reasons why we have made the decisions that we make and consider them prayerfully for your own family. And to know that if you do make a decision that is similar or the same as ours, that you're not standing alone. But we're here to encourage each other in Christ and to build each other up so that we can stand firm really against the devil's schemes.
1: Yeah. And this is, isn't is a source of um, division or condemnation if you don't do what we do, but it is just a conversation just to talk about it, um, to hear our hearts. And if you after hearing us think, okay, that's cool for them, but I feel another way. The Lord directs and leads in many ways, and if you feel biblically that your decision is what's best for your family, then we would never tell you um, anything else.
0: Yeah, but it is important that you reflect in your heart before the Lord, like we have talked about before, like hold your heart before the Lord and really ask, like, am I trying to justify my decision Or am I really submitting it to the Lord? We've talked about that in like relationships in your marriage. Like, are you holding your heart before the Lord and submitting your will to his? Mm -hmm. And we would just challenge you to do the same thing here.
1: Yeah, we're just, our approach is that we're not the Holy Spirit to change your heart, but we are here to talk about it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It is good to have good discussion about applying the truth of the Bible to our lives. Yes. And so that's what we want to do. Now, one thing that we don't want to go too far into the weeds in, but that is important that we recognize is what is the history of the Halloween holiday? Now, there's a lot of truths out there and there's a lot of misnomers out there. But what we can for sure say is that it is a holiday that is rooted in pagan practices and communing with the dead. Or being worried that the dead will commune with you. (laughs) And so that is something that is important. And I think we hear frequently an argument that, oh, Christmas was a pagan holiday too, and so was Easter, and we've just Christianized those, so why is Halloween different? And I've actually listened to some really fun arguments. If you want a reference, um, there's some people out there that have had some long-form discussions about whether a holiday has been redeemed by the church well, or if it has been simply paganized by the church or inadequately redeemed. And so you can go back to the Catholic Church even before the Reformation, And the Catholic Church redeems rightly with good doctrine Christmas and rightly with good doctrine Easter, the death and resurrection of Jesus. But in their effort to redeem Halloween, they started praying to saints, which is not a biblical thing to do. And so our position would be to say that the holiday of Halloween and the celebration of it is rooted in evil, although every day belongs to the Lord, it is something that we need to be aware of that the devil does seek to gain a foothold in our life.
1: Yeah, and we know that the devil comes to still kill, and destroy, and um, we just need to watch those footholds, not just with Halloween, um, if that is a temptation for you and your family, but in many ways, um, even holidays that the Catholic Church has redeemed well prior to the Reformation, and... Um, they can still create footholds of temptation to misdirect our attention
0: away from God. Absolutely. In Ephesians actually Paul reminds us of this. In Ephesians chapter 5 verse 15, he says, "Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time, because the days are evil. Therefore do not be foolish, but understand what the will Of the Lord is. And so, in everything that we do, like you were mentioning, whether it's Halloween or it's some other holiday, Mm -hmm. we should be careful to do what the will of the Lord is and to avoid evil and to walk carefully with wisdom and discernment.
1: Now, regardless if we're talking about historical Halloween, we do need to take an evaluative look at today's Halloween because things do transform and change hopefully for the better, but it doesn't look that way for this celebration.
0: Yeah. I mean, so just, I think all it takes is a walk through Home Depot (laughs) and you can gain an adequate understanding or just a drive through your neighborhood. uh, You can gain an understanding of what is celebrated during this season and it really is fear and death and gore. Un- undead spirits and gore that uh-huh. is celebrated. We used to live in a neighborhood and there was uh, an unassuming, I mean, relatively unassuming, but very large, like 20 feet tall blow up ghost. <laughs> and with red eyes. Yeah. <laughs> And and you might think at first, like, oh, that's pretty harmless. But at the time, our son had nightmares because of it. And he didn't want to drive down that street mm-hmm. because of it. And so I think it's just a reminder that uh, the world is not just stuff. I've been listening to this great podcast and they talk about how The naturalist explanation is not a biblical explanation, that the world isn't just stuff. There is a spiritual element. And so as parents and as leaders discerning for our children and our families, we have to be careful to understand that it's not just stuff, but that there is ideas that the devil is trying to put into our minds and trying to put into the minds of our kids to cause us to fear something other than the Lord.
1: Yeah, and we are, as parents, the gatekeepers of what comes into our house. And so as the gatekeepers, we have to, yes, evaluate does it affect us, but also is it affecting our family? Talking about that foothold earlier on, that foothold isn't necessarily physical in nature, but it is spiritual. What spiritual warfare is happening, and do you have The word of the Lord that is directing your thoughts and your actions as your sword to protect your home.
0: Yeah, and this isn't just in the context of do we decorate for Halloween or celebrate Halloween, but we've talked about this in the context of movies Mm -hmm. and books even. Music. Music, like all of these areas of life that there can be negative footholds that can gain a place in your family and it seems innocent even at first but we have to watch carefully what decisions now lead to further decisions down the road or what open doors now lead to bigger footholds down the road later it was something I said in 2020 a lot which was that you're your decision today determines how you're going to make your decision a year from now if you're consistent.
1: Yeah. I constantly hear this expression when it comes to our decision not to celebrate a holiday like Halloween. We get told, well, you're just no fun or your kids are just going to be traumatized or, you know, whatever. These are common expressions and you're probably giggling while you're listening to this because you have either heard it um, before, but God is a God of joy and celebration and he loves to have fun i mean think about the old testament and all the feasts and the celebrations the year of jubilee like there is a lot that the lord loves to celebrate and therefore we love to celebrate as well we just try to hold strong to that conviction that talks about it in the New Testament in 1 Corinthians that whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, you do it for the glory of God. And so whatever we do in all celebrations, in all fun, in all joy, we need to say, does this glorify God? And to ask yourself this question, too. How does my family and I find enjoyment on this day, on the day of October 31st? That is honoring to God. And we're going to go into a little bit more about like what we do um, on that specific day, but just remembering that every day does belong to the Lord. And so every day needs to be evaluated in what you are doing, is what you're doing glorifying God?
0: Yeah, what we're doing has to glorify God. And if you're wondering wow, where's some biblical guidance to understand maybe what does glorify God or what doesn't glorify God? There is a lot in Deuteronomy, which is um, just—it's an Old Testament book, and it is long, but it is so interesting to read because there is a lot of things that are an abomination to the Lord. And I think it's important to remember that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever— And that just because something was an abomination to him then, but it's accepted by society now, does not mean that it is now okay. And so just an example of this is in Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse um, 9, it says, When you come into the land that the Lord your God has given you, you shall not learn to follow the abominable practices of those nations. There shall not be found among you anyone who burns his son or daughter as an offering, anyone who practices divination or tells fortunes or interprets omens or a sorcerer or a charmer or a medium or a necromancer or one who inquires of the dead. For whoever does these things is an abomination to the Lord." And so that and is And done. No, I'm. Just <laughs> no. That is a severe <laughs> warning. Yeah. And that has not changed. We are still not to try to commune with the spirits of our dead ancestors.
1: Now let's just, you know, coming back to the Christians are no fun. And <laughs> taking this verse that you just said, Another common phrase is, it's just for the kids. You know, they're just wearing cute little, like, farm costume. What's this little chicken costume have anything to do with what you just read? Right. But in all things, as we know in society and from the word of God, is a slippery slope. You start with one little temptation or one little avenue, one way, and then it's directing you on that path. Because those cute little chickens and pigs and cows... When they dressed up, you know, when they're four, five, and six, turn into, like, death bride zombies when they're yeah. 13.
0: Right. And then further, if you look further into the adult Halloween right. celebrations, it's full of all kinds of sexual and gory debauchery. Mm-hmm. And so we, like like Marissa has been saying, like, if you give a foothold to, oh, just celebrating Halloween a little bit, you need to be considering the progression of maturity and the progression of that celebration that naturally comes with age. And so if you get in the habit of dressing up and going to parties when you're 5, 6, and 7, then by the time you're 9, 10, and 11 – that's a whole different picture. And then by the time you're 18, 19, 20, 21, then you are have the potential to be down a very slippery slope of having a, a Mardi Gras type day of celebration where it's okay on that one day year to dress up as something else and be something who God has called you not to be.
1: Now, for complete transparency, we do have history to talk about. Um, Our families didn't grow up doing Halloween, but I know that when I became older and had opportunities to participate in Halloween, I did do it. And it has completely now transformed the way that I think because I have saw and experienced that setting that we just explained you know and so twofold one darren never did good job darren (laughs) um but one is that you know we are, as parents, to teach and to train and to equip our kids. Um, they do, number two, have to answer to the Lord, though, in all that they do. And number three, we are given these convictions for a reason and to 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 further what the Lord has for us and our children and our children's children. This is like a legacy lever.
0: Yeah, and I think it's important to share too, that we tend to be, um you know, as age appropriate, mm-hmm. but we tend to be very transparent with our kids as we're teaching them why we make decisions that we make. And so if you, and, and that's up to you and the maturity of your children, but where we're at right now, we feel like it's important that we don't just teach our kids, nope, we don't do that. But that we encourage them in as sensitive as a, of a way, but that we encourage them in why we don't do that, mm-hmm. so that hopefully we can equip them to make good decisions as they're older at ages where they are making their own decisions.
1: Yes. Now, there's another topic that comes up a lot in Christian circles when it comes to Halloween, <clears throat> and this actually topic or this phrase gets used a lot with children, um, in particular in different avenues, and that is, well, what about being like the salt and the light to the hurting world on this day? Or what about having community events that will bring in non-believers so that we can share the gospel? I love the heart. I love the heart of everything that is said in those um, statements. Yet, I think that the conversation needs to go a little further um, and to talk about how we tend to use those statements um, on certain days or to justify certain behavior when there are 364 days in the year that we could also be doing this as well, right? Yeah,
0: and so it's important to... Like we said in the beginning, hold your heart before the Lord and ask yourself, are you just working hard to justify your participation or has the Lord really laid on your heart yeah. and your family that this is one of many mm-hmm. ministry opportunities you have to share the gospel and minister in a in a light and loving way to your neighbors. Yeah. And so so that's important. I think that if it's the only time that you welcome somebody at your front door (laughs) and and give them a gift, then consider evangelizing and being generous to your neighbors other times as well. Mm -hmm. But don't use your or be cautious using the outreach justification to participate in something. I think that can be said of Halloween, and I think it can be said of a lot of other settings where if you are not very purposeful in what you're doing and doing it consistently with the blessing of brothers and sisters in Christ and elders at your church, then you have the potential of putting yourself in a situation that compromises your witness and can It sounds weird to say open you up, but but can allow a foothold for it to progress into something that's not honoring to God.
1: Yeah. So there's just some questions just to ask yourself, you know, when it comes to deciding what to do on October 31st. And the first one is always, what is the Spirit saying to you? Meaning, have you spent time in prayer?
0: Yeah. And have you spent time in
1: the the Word, (laughs) in the
0: written Word of God? to guide that spirit's conviction. Because remember that the heart is desperately wicked. Yeah. And so we will on our own, apart from the scripture and apart from prayer, try to justify our sin. Mm -hmm. But in the scripture and in prayer, that is where the Holy Spirit speaks to us and convicts us.
1: And I believe that... um, you're given a gift when you make a decision that's in alignment with God's will that He sends the Prince of Peace yeah. and gives you this supernatural peace. Like you feel You're like
0: hundred percent okay with yeah, it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and it's so good. And I mean we're humans, right? And and I hear these comments and these statements about, you know, against me and against my children. And it does make me cringe inside. And and it makes you know what it actually honestly makes me do after I cringe? It <laughs> makes me go back to the word, go back to prayer and mm-hmm. say, Am I still doing the right thing, Lord? Is this still right? And he gives me that peace.
0: Yeah, because it, it is something where in all decisions that we make in our walk, we should be cautious to not um, be so stubborn in it that we're never open to the input, especially from another believer.
1: Yeah. Okay, so what do we do then? We just sit at home in the dark and run away from the door when people come to it.
0: Right. No.
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> no. We actually want to bring forth an amazing celebration that kind of gets overlooked because it does fall on the same day as Halloween.
0: Yeah. And that is Reformation Day. Now, transparently, we didn't grow up in a rich history of church tradition and church history. Um, that was a moderate part of our education, but it wasn't a highlighted part of our educations growing up, I would say. But we have had the privilege more recently to uh, study a little more and learn a little more about the significance of church history and all of the incredible, incredible men that studied the word and translated the Bible into our modern English and really brought forward out of the catholic doctrine the the reformed gospel who who reformed the gospel and made the bible available to the people and so that is a tremendous thing to celebrate Mm-hmm. on Reformation Day which is celebrated on October 31st.
1: Yeah. And there was lots that led up to <clears throat> October 31st. It is with the day that is remembered as when Martin Luther nailed the 95 theses to the door and that's why it's um memorialized on that
0: day. Yeah, there is many reformers. Like if you have an opinion one way or another about Luther himself and his life, there there are many reformers that played key roles in bringing the gospel and advancing the gospel through Germany and through France and into England and it really is a great thing to bring to mind the gospel to your children and to celebrate the the bravery and the steadfastness of those reformers who faced death mm-hmm. many many times And we're still completely unashamed of the gospel, standing in front of all of the authorities saying, this is the Bible and it convicts me and I can do no other. Mm -hmm.
1: We find that on this day, it's a great reminder to do um, a little bit more in-depth study or teaching on the five solas. Um, That has obviously changed when we had young children to older children, Um, but It feels like the five solas is something that is generally talked about a lot in church because you can, you know, like narrow down like a sermon or something to fit in one of the five solas. But to just speak it and to memorize it um, is kind of like a classical approach as well, so that then you pull out that information while you are doing applicative studies and other things.
0: Yeah, it it really helps you to ground. In your reading, um, kind of like a systematic theology of understanding how we're saved by, you know, through Christ alone, by faith alone, according to scripture alone. It's so important that we hold those things because those are the grounds that are attacked by false or deceived sects that call themselves Christian.
1: Yeah, so that is talking about the history of it, talking about the five solas, those are part of our day, part of our celebration. Um, But we also have um, found resources like children's books and movies um, that we like to show the kids throughout the day. We make a whole day celebration. There is a hymn written by Martin Luther that's very popular. Mighty Fortress is our God. We like to play that and evaluate it and look at it. Um, And then, of course, because... Because we are foodies, everything has to have food and snacks. And um, this took place, Martin Luther's 95 Theses took place in Germany. So some people like to do German food. There's also a crest of Martin Luther. And I I keep saying his name. And we're we're not celebrating him or worshiping him. But it just kind of brings part that left and the right brain together, right? When you do an activity while you're talking about maybe... the five solas or something. Um, We have done crafts before, coloring. Um, We made lights um, to hang in our like lanterns to hang in our windows. Um, We've also actually some of our fondest memories is doing it with other families who feel convicted on the same issue. And we worship together and we pray together and the kids play together and you eat and you remember such a significant moment in our church history.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a great opportunity to celebrate God's moving through men to bring really the opportunity to know the gospel to us. Mm-hmm. 500 years later, it's because of that time in history that we have the privilege of, of having the faith and the church and the, uh, the, the knowledge of Christ that we do. And so, you know, as we head into fall, as we prepare our hearts for Christmas coming, as we prepare our hearts for Thanksgiving, it is just a a time that we've really taken to redeem the day, redeem every day, but to redeem that day for the glory of God in our family, to take the opportunity to focus and really build our faith and encourage each other and encourage other families and it, uh, it's something that's really blessed us and so we hope that in some way us having this candid conversation about our beliefs blesses you and if you have questions of course about any of the things that we talked about like what movie is that or what book is that or what podcast was Darren listening to or <laughs> who's the guy like Steve Lawson has this incredible series on the Puritans that's the, the long form history of all these preachers that came out of the Reformation. like It's just there's so many incredible people that we walk in their footsteps of that we can be so encouraged by just as examples of godly men. And so we want to just encourage you guys to consider all of that
1: Yeah, just message us. And there's a lot of resources out there. Voice of the Martyrs, Answers in Genesis have something. I mean, like so many more people are talking about this very weighted conversation, um, which is so good. It's so good. It actually reminds me of the Reformation and what Mm -hmm. Martin Luther did, talking about things that are not standing on Scripture alone.
0: Yeah, and like we said in the beginning... Our purpose with this isn't to say that you're doing it wrong if you're doing something different than us, but to ask you to consider the questions that we talked about and to reflect and hold your heart before the Lord and see if this might be an area of opportunity for growth, spiritual growth for your family, to take a stand that isn't the norm in our culture, but to do it boldly and to do it in faith and to do it knowing that there are people who, who would support you and knowing that there is resources out there to disciple your kids and to really redeem a day for the Lord.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, make sure you tune in next time for another conversation about convictions. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Have a great day.